Merry Christmas. Everyone have their tree up? Some of you were hesitant with that still. Anybody still eating leftovers from Thanksgiving? Still eating leftovers. Made too much food. Made too much food. Well, I need your help this morning as I begin. I'm going to say a slogan, and I want you to guess it. Think you can do that? Still awake? Here's the first slogan. Better ingredients, better pizza. Two for me, none for you. Twix. Do y'all not eat candy? Finger licking good. Anybody hungry yet? Have it your way. I'm trying to give you some easy ones. I thought Twix was easy. Eat fresh. Still only like two or three people. Y'all not eat fresh? Come on. This one might be tough. Quality is our recipe. Wendy's. Y'all don't taste the quality? <laughs> there is quality in that frosty, isn't there? This one's tough. Isn't life juicy? Starburst. Y'all don't know candy. Do not know candy. Man. Hungry? Why wait? Snickers. It's some of you are like, you're not you when you're hungry. That's the new one, right? That was the new one. Some of you are like, I know my candy. That came out in the 90s. Anyway. But I was reading this sunscreen. This is what it says. You ready? Enjoy the sun for hours. Apply later. It doesn't say that. What if it did say that? Some of you wouldn't buy it, would you? Some of you are like, maybe I would. I'd love to enjoy this sun before I could apply some sunscreen. Do we do the same exact thing when it comes to God's word? Are we reading it and applying it? Are we applying it later? Here's my question that I'm going to ask to start off with this morning is, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting to apply that God's word has already told you? What is it? What are you waiting to apply that God's word has already told you? Maybe I didn't even need to say anything this morning. But what is it that you're waiting to apply that God's word has already told you? Or what are we putting off until later what we need to do right now? What is it? What are we putting off until later 
that we need to do right now. Like we need to read and apply, not read and apply later, but we need to read it now and apply it now. Because if we want a better later, we need to do it now. I thought about holding some now and laters. But I knew you wouldn't get that candy either. (laughs) Can I encourage you this morning? Don't wait till later. Do it now. What's that one thing? Maybe you read it in your quiet time this morning before you showed up to church. Maybe it's something you read this past week that you could keep putting off till later that you know you need to do now. What are you waiting to do that God has asked you to do? And you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. What are you waiting for? If you have your copy of God's Word, if you do me a huge favor, or your Bible apps, turn with me to book of James. Read one verse. One verse. Some of you are like, praise God. (laughs) James chapter 4, verse 17. Before I read, who's writing this? James. Man, I know I'm giving some brain busters this morning. (laughs) James is writing this. Who is James? He's the brother of who? Jesus. What do you think about that as I read this? James chapter 4, verse 17, it says, Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it now sins. I'll read again. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it since. Man, talk about a mic drop statement there, James. Doesn't he just drop the mic and walk away on that one? Like he just cuts to the chase. If there's anybody who knew the urgency of things, who knew that time was short, it was James. Because his brother Jesus only lived to how old? 33 years old. Time is urgent. What are we putting off until later that we need to do now? The first point I want to make this morning is this. We sin when we don't do what God has asked us to do. Some of you are like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought I sinned when I did something wrong. No, we can sin when we don't do something right. He just cuts to the chase. He just gets to it. I'm not even going to say, man, you're going to get in trouble. No, no, no. You're just straight up sinning. It says, anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, he's like, you're sinning. Okay, James. Okay, I'm hearing you. See, the knowledge of what is right creates an obligation to do it. 
many of you know, like I don't have to tell you, like Sid doesn't have to tell you, your wife doesn't have to tell you, like you know. Like that word no right there is not like you haven't reached a conclusion yet. No, like you've settled on it, like you know without a shadow of a doubt what you need to do now. Not later, now. You know this is what I need to do. It says anyone, not just a couple of you this morning, any of you, any of us who knows the thing that we need to do that we know is right, if we don't do it, we sin. Okay, James. Okay. I hear you. I tell students this all the time. Information plus application equals transformation. We can't just read this. We have to apply it in order for it to transform our lives. Anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. So, like, what are some of the things we're talking about here, Hux? What are the things you know from God's word that he's already commanded you to do? Here's one. Are we forgiving as the Lord has forgiven us? I know maybe Thanksgiving was tough for some of you this past week because you encountered some relatives that you have some hard feelings towards. It's true. It's true. Maybe you really had to practice forgiving them. Maybe you had to practice loving your enemies this past week. Maybe there's a conversation that you know you need to have with someone that you're still yet to have. Maybe there's an appointment that you need to make that you still haven't made. Maybe there's a lunch appointment that you need to make with someone to settle things that you still have yet to make. Maybe things are going on in your marriage and you keep putting it off till later what you need to do now. Maybe there's things when it comes to parenting that you need to do now that you keep putting off till later. Because we know what happens when we put off putting on sunscreen. But what happens when we put off what God has already told us to do in his word? It says we sin. We shouldn't even think like the amount of hurt that it's going to cause the people around us. No, like we're sinning against a God who already knows, hey, I told you what to do. We answered him first and foremost. What are you waiting to do? Maybe you've still yet to like read God's word on a daily basis and you need to start today when you go home after this service. Maybe you've yet to say, you know what, I want to get my health right. And some of you are like, I'll wait till later, till January 1st. But you know what's going to happen if you wait until later. Like, what do you need to do now? What do you need to do now? Because time is short, right? Time is short. James said in verse 17, anyone knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. But if you go back a little bit before 
In chapter 4, he says in verse 14, Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're missed. Time is eventually going to run out. What are you waiting to do that you need to do now? Maybe you need to shoot somebody a text right now. You know the greatest interruption that could ever occur in Heritage is for one of you who's here right now in this moment that you don't have a relationship with Jesus, for you to leave your seat, go to the front lobby and say, hey, can you talk to me about Jesus? I don't know Jesus. Why are you putting that off until later? You might not have later when you can do it now. Your life can be changed now. Salvation can come today. Never do tomorrow what you can do today. Are, are you getting it yet? Yeah? See, someday is not a day of the week. Many of you know, I think I've said this before, but there's this 80-20 rule that exists in the life of the church. 80-20 rule. Where 20% of the people do 80% of the work. What if I were to tell you the reason why that is the way that is is because people are not applying God's word. Because if you know Jesus, each and every one of us have a spiritual gift, but my question for you is are you applying it? Are you using it? There should never be a shortage in the children's ministry. There should never be a shortage in the student ministry of volunteers to pour into the next generation because we all have a gift that God has given us. And I would say from reading God's word, if we aren't serving, we're sinning. I know that's tough for us to hear, but we're all commanded to serve. That's what I read in Scripture. So it says, anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. Are we sinning by not serving? Are we? Because God wants us all to serve, to be his hands and his feet. Because when we are his hands and his feet, we will reach people like never before and go places like never before. It's amazing what happens that we can share the gospel in other countries when we all come together and we say, you know what, I'm going to pack a shoebox. And now 381 shoeboxes are going across the world to share the gospel with other people. But what if I said, I ain't serving? What if you guys just said, I ain't getting a box? What if one Sunday we all woke up, I'm not holding the baby back there, there's no way. There is no way that I am ever going to be back there with a nine-year-old. Are you kidding me? That might not be your gift, but some of you, you know it's your gift. But for some reason, we want to come in and we want to be sponges and soak this up, but not apply it. This is a read and apply. Read and apply. Read and apply. So we sin when we don't do what God asks us to do. And here's the second thing. We sin when we delay in doing what God asks us to do. 
I have this amazing, wonderful angel of a child who is six years old. I have three girls, and this six-year-old is a little bit rambunctious, a little bit crazy sometimes. And it's always an adventure when getting your kids to bed. Anybody remember those days? Well, now it makes it even more challenging because I set myself up for failure and I allow her to watch my phone. And right before we're about to go to bed, I'll say, Mackenzie, it's time to go to bed. And I think she has selective hearing because she just sits there. I said, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> She's just sitting there. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. Still sitting there. Until... She knows it's time to go to bed when I take the phone from her because she knows she doesn't have something to watch. But occasionally I will do this, and maybe you did this when you're a parent. I'm going to count to three. And they know what's about to happen on three. But aren't I teaching my child delayed obedience by doing that? But aren't we the same exact way when it comes to reading God's word sometimes? God, can you please just count to three? I'll do it on three. I'll serve when they serve. I'll give when they give. As Pastor Sid has been talking about over the last two weeks, we already know, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, like, He's already given us his best. He didn't hold anything back. What are we holding back from him? But are we being disobedient in our delayed obedience in the thing that you know you need to do right now? You don't need to do it later. You need to do it right now. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Many of you find out what happens when a hurricane's coming in town and you're like, I'll wait to go get some groceries. Many of you have experienced that. You have no milk or bread or a lot of other things. But what's going to happen in the days to come, the months to come, when you say, okay, I'll do it later. I'm not going to do it now. You keep delaying and keep delaying and keep delaying. When are you going to do it now and not later? We cannot delay because time is ticking away. Some of you haven't stopped watching this. You know it's about to run out. Here's the third thing that I want to land on this morning. Is we can maximize our lives by not putting things to the side. We can maximize them. Jesus came that we might have life and life to the fullest, life more abundantly, but sometimes we don't experience that life because we keep putting things off. We're not doing them right now. We keep waiting. I can't tell you the people who will, I hear this quite often, I wish I would have started sooner. Because of the things that you might be experiencing now that you finally decided to do, you're experiencing something in a whole new realm. But you're like, man, I wish I would have started sooner. Why don't you start today? 
Why don't you make that appointment today? Why don't you have that conversation today? Why don't you start that thing today? Why don't you do that thing today that you keep putting off that you know you need to do? Why don't you do that today so that you can maximize your life because time is ticking away? One of the biggest things that I can encourage you with too is the only way that you're going to do something now and you're not going to do it later is by telling someone about it. Accountability is the key to succeed. Accountability is the key to succeed. As one brother sharpens another, as iron sharpens iron, one brother sharpens another. If you truly want to do something and not put it off till later, the key is having accountability in it. What if you told someone, hey, I want to start reading God's word and being faithful and consistent in it. Can you hold me accountable to it? Guarantee you wouldn't put it off till later. What if you told someone, hey, can you hold me accountable that I need to tell this person this thing in the next 24 hours? This is what I do to students sometimes. They'll come up and tell me something that I know they told me that they need to tell their parents. So this is what I'll do to them sometimes. I'll say, I'll give you 12 hours to tell your parents. You haven't told your parents in 12 hours, I'll tell them for you. I'll do that. Because parents, you know about it. But I want to give them the courage to tell them themselves. What do you know? What do you need to do now? Not later. I love what even God's word says in Luke chapter 6, verse 46. I mean, Luke even cuts to the chase. It says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And here it is. And do not do what I say. Many of us call him Lord. He's like, but you're not doing what I'm saying. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? See, failure to act is an act in itself. Do we know a lot and do a little? Or do we know a little and do a lot? See, sometimes we're interested in reading so much of Scripture, but we're applying so little. And my encouragement would be, even James, and you go back in James chapter 1, he just says, do what it says. Don't just listen to it, do what it says. He's the one that coined the phrase, buy Nike, just do it. What do you do now? Now wait till January 1st. What do you need to do now? Why is it such a big deal? Well, Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, he's going to say these words one day to us. He's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. Not well said, not well thought of, but well done. What do you need to do? Anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it since. What do we need to do? See, hell will be filled with people who said, I will do it later. The problem with that is later it may never come. Many of you might be here and say, hey, I'll do it later. That later may never come. 
Why do I say that? I'll never forget eating out of Chili's when I was in Greer, South Carolina at a church in South Carolina. We would eat at this Chili's for our staff lunches weekly. We'd have this conversation with this waitress who we knew didn't know Jesus. Go in and kept feeling like the Holy Spirit telling me to talk to her about church or say something about church. Go in there week after week. Wasn't obedient to him. Came in one week and found out she went to Alaska for three months. Could have done it now, but I waited till later. So I had to wait till three months later. God brought me here. Could have been my opportunity that was missed. What opportunities are we missing because we keep putting it off till later? We need to do now because time's still ticking. See, the purpose of Jesus coming into the world was not to see if he could avoid doing what was out of God's will, to fulfill God's will and do all the good he could, in the end, atone for the sins of the world, that all might have the chance to experience God's ultimate good in eternity. Jesus avoided the worst sin of all by not committing the sin of omission and leaving undone the great good he and he alone could do. For he's the one on the cross who said and can only say, it is finished. Jesus left nothing undone. He didn't put it off till later. He did it now. He said, I'm going to pay for the sins of the world. And he said, it is finished. I'm grateful this morning that our sins have been paid for. They've been atoned for. Jesus could say, it is finished. What do you need to say today? Man, it's finished. I did it because I did it today and not tomorrow. I didn't wait till later, but I did it today. If you want a better later, do it now. Don't wait till later. Do it now. What are you putting off till later that you need to do now? Because time is running out. Our life is a vapor. It's a mist. Anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it since. Let's pray. Jesus, this morning I prayed that on each and every person individually that you have put something on their heart that they, they know they need to do. They don't need to wait till later. They don't need to wait a second. They don't need to wait a minute. They need to do it immediately. A relationship could be at stake. Eternity could be at stake. Jesus, I pray that you would give them the courage to do it now. You have given them your Holy Spirit. God, I pray they would be obedient. They would not delay. They would not be disobedient whatsoever. Jesus, forgive us of the times that we are disobedient. And we delay in doing what we know we need to do. 
Jesus, we're all guilty of it. But Jesus, we want to live lives for you to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. God, I even pray for the person who maybe you're laying on their heart, how they need to serve your local church, your local body, your bride, so that we can continue to reach this world for you. Jesus, I pray that you would raise up leaders in the life of your church. Because Jesus, you're doing something amazing in our community. You're bringing people to our church and we want to be faithful to serve them, to show them Jesus, to teach them Jesus. Jesus, thank you for what you're going to do this morning. Pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning we're going to sing a song that's going to be an open invitation that says, oh, come to the altar, for his arms are open wide. His arms are open wide. I'm going to be down front. I'm going to invite Sid to be down front this morning. But maybe you need someone to pray with to make that decision now. Maybe you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've just seen the testimony of baptism. Maybe you need to take your next step in baptism. And you are waiting till later what you need to do now because of a fear. I don't know what it is. Maybe you want to come up, you want to kneel at the altar, pray with your spouse, pray with your son, your daughter. I don't know what it is, but I pray you'd be obedient to do now what Jesus knows you need to do. And don't wait till later, till time is out. But would you respond with how the Holy Spirit leads you to respond? Let's stand and sing.